Well, hey there, friend. This is Sierra, your host for today's podcast episode and the founder of the Boutique Workshop. As a coach, it's my goal to help you as a boutique owner take complicated tasks and break them down into bite-sized, actionable steps that you can take and implement in your business today. And sometimes part of breaking down a complicated task is hearing how others do that very thing. And that's why I'm really excited to have you join me today for a special conversation that I have with a guest here on the podcast. So grab a notebook and a pen, your favorite cup of coffee, sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with our special guest. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Boutique Workshop podcast. I'm your host, Sierra. And today I have an awesome guest here for you guys. And this is going to make so much sense for where you are at because Susan helps entrepreneurs just like you with their online adventures. So we're going to talk to Susan. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. You are right. Adventures is a great word. (laughs) Yes, it is an adventure and you never know where that adventure is going to take you from day to day. But today we're going to talk about online. Before we get started, tell us a little bit about your background. Like how, how did you even get into coaching wonderful online entrepreneurs and business owners? What is your story? So the really quick story, the quick and dirty story is that I'm a lifelong retailer that my very first business was a small chain of boutiques. Uh, And when I sold that company, I purchased an online business that was actually run by one of my suppliers for my boutiques. Oh, interesting. Yeah, really cool, right? And so I already knew I loved the product. I knew that it sold well in stores. And I knew that that was uh, a really good natural next step for me. And so when uh, when I purchased the company... It was a really good growth uh, trajectory and, um, and, and we sold to 800 uh, boutiques across North America. It was like, yeah, it was great. And it was based in Dallas, Texas. And, uh, and I was based in Canada. (laughs) So I did a lot of flying back. Yes. But listen, it was, it was so darn good, but over the years it, um, you know, the, our, our, boutique orders started to decline. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had this very small website that we didn't really pay any attention to. And it became apparent to me that in order to support the business, I was going to have to learn how to sell uh, sell product online. And interesting. So, yes. When I decided, okay, I just got to figure this out. And I'm not 25. And I, you know, barely had, you know, I think I shared a cell phone with one of my kids in 2012. Yep. Crazy, right? But um, I figured it out. And when I started doing that, I set up a little Facebook group for people like me who were trying to figure out how to uh, grow the online part of our business. And I just shared what I did. And I did that for uh, a couple of years. And that after I figured it out and I really did, it was so, you know, it was so cool to finally solve that, you know, crack that nut, solve that problem. Uh, But when I did, then I, I created a little course and of course the rest is history. Yes. And we have social gals, which I love. Tell us what social gals is. 
It's the Social Sales Girls, and it's simply where we teach e-commerce store owners how to build businesses that pay them well. And we have a, a membership program, which has uh, you know quite a few members, and we have coaches that'll get on a call one-on-one with our members. But in that group of members, you know, you and I talk about the things that are similar in our worlds all the time. We have several people who have bricks and mortar boutiques, but are also uh, trying to, and how important is this now, but trying to grow and scale the online portion of their business. Yes. And my, you know, that's partly where my heart is because that's where I started out too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I just love listening to the stories of founders and entrepreneurs because most often where we end up is not where we set out (laughs) to to end up. Yeah. It's just such an interesting journey. I know. I know, but all the things we learn along the way, it's just so wonderful when we can take those and we can help other people succeed because of what we've learned. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're mostly best uh, often to, uh, to learn from someone who's just a few steps ahead of us, rather than somebody who is standing on the top of a a mountain of a business telling you how it is, because what I know, um, you know, ultimately I sold that e-commerce business in the end of 2018, and I'm starting a new little store for people to follow along. And what I have learned in the last, uh, you know, year and a half is that the way you think when you are, and the way you feel mm-hmm. when you are building this little tiny uh, business is completely different than when you're standing on this big company. And uh, the things that you do are very different. Like if you, yes. these, you know, this great big, you know, corporate strategy for this little business, you, you're almost destined to fail. You know, we have to start mm-hmm. with baby steps. It's really interesting. Yes. It is. So let's talk about some of those baby steps. I literally this morning just saw a gal post in one of the, you know, boutique forms out there. And she said, um, how do you track? I can't remember how she phrased it, but something like, how do you track website visits? Because I had a hundred and some visits yesterday and I had zero sales and I'm so discouraged. (laughs) I'm sure you hear this over and over and over. I do. Um, Tell us what we should think about that question and that observation that she had. So the way she feels is really common. And and our our culture online, you know, social media is uh is really kind of skewed towards making most of us feel like we're big huge losers. Yes, I know. <laughs> because it doesn't actually uh nobody goes out of their way to let us know what's normal. They want to tell us about the big win, right? right. Moments, the you know the avalanche of sales that comes after some magical imaginary thing you did. But the truth is, um, what we can do to help people more than anything, and even for myself, back in this beginner's mindset, is to remember. Uh, what is normal. So what we always try and do is tell people what's normal, what's a poor result that you could work on that and what is um, a great result. And so when, if I were answering uh, the person in that uh, chat forum, I would, the first thing I would say is, Hey, that's completely normal. Interesting. Just normalize where she's at. And it's actually really normal to feel kind of crappy. Yeah. (laughs) about it. But here's the reality. So the reality is before you figure this out, before you really understand 
what works to get sales in your store, you can expect a conversion rate of less than 1%. Okay. And if you have a higher priced product, like say your products are over $100, you can pretty much expect that your conversion rate is going to be less than 1%. And so what that means is that if that's you, and it's probably her, it's a lot of people. (laughs) If if you drive 100 web visitors to your site, it's entirely likely that you might need 200 to get one sale. Sure. Right. And that is the, and that's if they're the right people. And so the number one thing I see for people who uh, have got this beautiful store and this beautiful product, and they're so invested and they open it up and they think that something's going to happen, you know, that, that they're going to have a big moment. And if they don't have the audience and the email list and all the other things down pat, what usually happens is pretty much nothing. And what they don't understand is that really to even have a chance of one sale a day, you need at least 3000 web visitors a month. Like you need a hundred a day and no average conversion rates. Once you know what you're doing are one to 2%. So that's a hundred people a day to get one sale. And so what I would say to her is it's completely normal. You're on the right track. Here's what I want you to do next. I want you to set your goal of a hundred a day. And I want you to set up a spreadsheet and I want you to track your traffic every single day. And in fact, I want you to track a couple of things. I want you to track how many people come to your site, like how many sessions you have a day. I want you to track uh, what your conversion rate is, because if you consistently get 100, I think you're going to get some sales. You might just get two a week, not two a day. I want you to track your conversion rate, and I want you to track your average order value. And I want you to set yourself a goal of 3,000 a day. And then the next thing I want you to do is manage your expectations about how that's going to happen. Oh, that's good. Manage your expectations. uh, Yeah. I say say that a lot, including to myself. Yes. (laughs) It's good. It's true though. So how's that going to happen? So most people, if they do nothing, are maybe going to get 20 or 30 or 40 web visits a day. If they're just posting on social media and doing their thing. So what I want you to do is think about this like rent on your boutique. Mm. Think about it like this, is that there's going to be a base amount of money that you have to invest in getting traffic to your store. And it's going to be a lot cheaper than your rent, I promise you. But somewhere in your budget, I want you to put aside $10 to $20 a day and learn how to, number one, find the right people, build a nice warm audience of the right people. Number two, get them to take action and go visit your store. And that's gonna take you maybe three months. But once you are able to do that, you'll be into the next the next baby step and you'll be well on your way to getting the sales that you wanna get. Oh, that's so good, you guys. Oh my goodness, yes. So Susan gave, gave us a lot of nuggets there. Track and measure. Yeah. Set your expectations. Yeah. Set goals. And then just keep working it. Yeah. Just stay after it. Right? And so redefine success at this stage of business. We talk about this all the time, that, that when we're at the early stages of business, it's not realistic to define success as sales. 
right? Mm-hmm. All think, okay, yeah. sales are success. But what we need to do is a slow your roll, think about what's first. And traffic is almost always first. And so let's set our success as progress towards getting those first 3,000 a month web visitors. That's yeah. success. And so you can wake up tomorrow and if you've um, got 100 web visitors and then next week you've got 120 a day, you can feel really good that you are on the right track, that you don't need to go looking for a bunch of other solutions, just yes. keep what you're doing and that you are making progress. And this is going to lead you to where you want to end up. Yeah. And tracking and measuring is such a key piece to that because if we don't track and measure, like you said, set up that simple Excel spreadsheet or write it down on a piece of paper, use those tally marks and start tracking because we have to see what that low benchmark is. So we know where we are going. Otherwise it's just a feeling. I feel like people are coming, but I'm not quite sure. Exactly. And sometimes the progress is so small that you don't see it unless you write down. But you and I are like totally in the the way we share our brain on that stuff, right? Because yes, spreadsheet numbers. uh, Yes girl. And, and, and I think creative people are sometimes a little afraid of that, but it actually is liberating. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. And I think that they often get afraid of what they'll see. So I'd rather not write it down because I don't want the truth, but when you have it in front of you, it gives you so much power to make the right decisions and to feel good about what you are accomplishing. I had heard um, another coach. I love what she said about tracking and measuring. She said, you have to do that because when you have those discouraging days of I'm not going anywhere, I'm not making progress. You can look back at where you started and you can see, oh my goodness, I used to only get 20 visits a day. I'm at 120 I am making progress. Exactly. Whereas if you didn't ever track that, you'd be like, yeah, I can't remember. Right. And we don't. Our memories (laughs) fail us very quickly. And where are the cookies? Yes. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. So interesting. So the other thing that you mentioned to me once in another um, call that we had with each other is that retailers need to look at brick and mortar and online differently with traffic because brick and mortar, if we got 115 people through our doors, you got to believe we'd be selling to some of those people. We'd have an awesome day, but it's very different. (laughs) Yes. Yes. If you're like, Oh my goodness, I could do this forever. I love it. My location's great. And so if we've done brick and mortar and now we're starting with online, Mm-hmm. We need to understand that that's a different beast. We might yeah. be selling the same product, but it's a different um, avenue. Yeah. And so talk to us a little bit about other things we should think with that. Oh, so good. I'm glad you asked this question because uh, there are some key things, key mistakes that people make all the time when they are thinking about, okay, now how do I uh, be equally successful or have this e-commerce site that complements my brick and mortar store that I can uh, really grow. And one of the big mistakes that we make is that we think that we need a great big selection online to get the sales. Mm, that we want. And much fact, different. Right. I made this mistake myself. I remember the first season that I uh, did created the selection of all the shoes that we would offer at my business. I did just like you would see at market. So, you know, I would do one style and five colorways and some of the colors were weird. And I didn't know that people would buy the brown, the black and the hot pink and not, but I knew I needed it for the selection because that's how we operate right at market in stores. 
but it's very different online. So what you need to do when you're thinking about what goes online is, first of all, you don't need to put everything online. You need to put the best sellers, the things that people really want, the things that are easy to sell, like the, you know, it might be the accessories, it might be the black leggings, the, it might be uh, more tops than bottoms because they're easier to fit. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to put everything on there because the, the facts remain that the average person spends less than five minutes on your website, a lot less in most cases. And they might look at like two to five pages on your site. And so if you have a hundred pages on your website, people are seeing maybe two to 5% of what you have. And what they're left with is not, um, oh, I'm going to go back there and go through every page. They're like, yeah, I didn't see it all, but I didn't see anything that grabbed my attention, but I didn't see it all. And maybe one day I'll go back. Whereas what you really want to do is maybe have, uh, you know, your best sellers, top 10 leggings. Here's the reason people buy these leggings or top five leggings or whatever it is. You want to have them in more depth. And you want to direct people right to that item. So you want to send an email just about that item, send them to the page, do a a social media post just about that item, send them to the page. What you don't want to do is create the environment where they step in your store and go, oh, look, you have so much, which is exactly what you want to do in your boutique. Yes. Narrow, tight, uh, complimentary products and um, like think about what's normal for people to spend. And you can get all this information in your Google Analytics, but you want it to be tight. It's okay not to have everything Mm -hmm. on your website. It's okay also to have places on your website where you say, uh, come in the store, like a whole category, come in the store for this. Those those things are okay. But what you don't want to do is put like, don't have the things that are fringe or marginal products taking up that valuable real estate. Yeah. That's number one. Number two is pull out your cell phone and look at your website because we all make okay. these websites right on our desktops. And then we go to uh, uh, our phones and they don't look quite as good. And, and I have not in a very long time seen a store and I get to see a lot that has less than 60% of its traffic coming from a mobile device. And so what it says to most stores have around 80% of the traffic. And so what it says to me is think about, again, the number of pages and the time and how easy it is to navigate. It should be like a really slimmed down version uh, and, and make it mobile friendly. Really interesting. So good. The um, point number one, you did a podcast that everybody should go back and listen to. What is your podcast called? So people it's can find the it. roadmap to 50 K okay. on Shopify. Okay. And you interviewed a gal who did just that. She slimmed down her offerings mm-hmm. and her sales exploded. So I loved that episode. Did. Yeah. yeah. Was a, she had booked a strategy call with me and I'm sure she just left it thinking, well, that was a huge waste. <laughs> I don't want to do those things. I don't want to. I guess, yeah. I guess she, uh, she actually, she took action pretty fast, but basically she eliminated uh, more than half of what she sold, but her sales like quadrupled her monthly yeah. sales. 
So interesting. She's simplified and streamlined. Yeah. So you guys need to go back and listen. If you're an online store and you're like, oh my goodness, Susan, you should see my 5,000 pages of products. If that's you, Uh you should go and listen to that episode because it was very inspiring and it was practical. She did it and it worked. Mm -hmm. And she did it fast. Like she really ripped the bandaid off. And so she was able to liquidate a lot of stuff that had been, you know, getting older, like you say, cash in boxes cash on shelves. Yep. She was able to do that. She was able to declutter not only her workspace, but also her brain. Like she yes. was thinking about whether she needed to reorder something or, oh gosh, I have the blue, but not the brown, you know, all that stuff. Like, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Streamline. Yeah. And then make sure you check, pull up your phone and look at your website and mm-hmm. see if you would shop it. Would you be able to find and navigate easily? simple is better and make sure it's nice and clean. I love it. So many practical things. Well, thanks for joining us. Before I let you go, I always ask my guests guests to give one piece of advice to a fellow entrepreneur. Maybe they've been in business for a while and they're just burnt out struggling. Maybe they're just starting. What's one piece of advice you were given that you've always cherished that you'd like to share today? I think my piece of advice would be, uh, I think it would be that done is better than perfect. Mm, So good. I think, and, and when I think about my messy journey, and I'm sure you feel the same way, right? It's a messy journey. And there are a lot of things you're like, oh, that was embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) that did not go as planned I am in the mud here yeah (laughs) but but if I never did those things you know would I be here today like if I didn't you know do something that was ugly because I couldn't figure out how to post it or if I didn't do my first live which was like not great I still remember my son-in-law actually called my daughter and said you gotta go on Facebook and see your mother oh Oh dear, we don't want those calls. Right? That's yeah. fun. If I, didn't, if I didn't do those things, I never would have got past my uh, yeah. fear, or I never would have got results, so that I could then refine and do it better. And so, uh, perfection is not worth it. And if I could just add one more piece of advice, because I know this is probably your advice, it's that you have to look at the numbers. Data doesn't yes. lie. Yep, it doesn't. But our heart does. Our heart often tells us untruths. Yes. And so we have to look at those numbers and understand and track and measure and all of those good things. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to have you back again. You are so much fun to visit with. I love it. Everything we talk, right? I know we do. Yeah. We could just keep talking. It's good. (laughs) So where do people, if people are like, oh my goodness, I, you know, I need help with my online presence. I need help. Where can they find you? So they could go to the socialsalesgirls.com. That's our website. And we have a uh, page that has free resources on it. So they could take a look and see which problem they need to solve today and see if we have a resource for them. And of course, I would always say, listen to the podcast. I learned so much from podcasts and the podcast is called The Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. And, uh, you know, if you're out for a walk, it's yeah, to listen to throw it on. Yes. Okay. We'll put all this in the show notes. So you guys don't have to frantically write down spelling and all the things. Um, but thanks for joining us, Susan, have a great rest of your day 
and I will see you again back here very soon. Hey, boutique friend. Sometimes you just need a fresh set of eyes on your business. And while I'd love nothing more than to travel to you, spend the day with you in your boutique, and put together some bite-sized actionable steps right there at your counter, I know that that's probably not very doable. And so that's why I've launched the Boutique Audit. Yes, a personalized audit for you and your boutique business. You'll start by filling out a tailored form that gives me all of the details and information on your business, whether you're online, brick and mortar, or a combination of both. After I've looked through your business information, I'll put together a one-page action plan along with a personalized walkthrough video that will give you specific bite-sized actionable steps that you can take to create more revenue and move the needle forward. I'd love to do this deep dive in your boutique business. So head on over to theboutiqueworkshop.com, click on the store and find the Boutique Audit product. Once you sign up, we'll be on our way. So head on over to theboutiqueworkshop.com. I cannot wait to do your audit. See you there. Hey, thanks again for joining me today for the Boutique Workshop Podcast. Remember that podcast was first recorded live over in the Boutique Collective Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group yet, I wanna give you a warm invitation to come on over and join us in the Boutique Collective. You'll find the link for that Facebook group along with all other information or links that I shared during this podcast in the show notes. And can I ask you for one more small favor? Before you're done here today, would you be willing to share this podcast with another boutique owner that could use the information or support? And even better yet, if you loved what you heard, would you be willing to give us an awesome rating or review? That really helps spread the word as we grow the boutique workshop and bring information, support, and community to boutique owners around the country. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.